going on everyone it's brett and before i introduce today's guest please go ahead and subscribe to the show btl has so much content that is coming soon for you that i do not want you guys to miss out on and the best way to find out about all of the upcoming launches with a lot of free content is going to be through these show episodes so please go ahead and subscribe and if you're enjoying the episodes and all of the incredible guests that have been coming on the show just in the past and also you will really love all the guests that are coming on in the near future. So please go ahead and also just leave a rating and a review for the show. I am truly passionate about bringing value to the show's growing audience. That's all of you guys. Every single episode that is released. So please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and a review. Those numbers are tied directly to the growth of the show and the level of value that I want to be sure I am helping and delivering to all of you guys is consistent every single week with the guests that come on, the content that they're providing in the BTL toolbox. So please go ahead, just subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. It is much appreciated. Think fast and grow fast. This guest on today's episode walks the talk and he does it with rapid speed. Devoted to ongoing learning throughout his career, Jeff Cohn has forged strategic relationships with industry leaders across the country, has listened to thousands of hours of podcasts and read hundreds and hundreds of books, providing him with the vast knowledge base that he currently has. The educational content that Jeff subscribes to has enabled his entities, multiple businesses, to become some of the fastest growing within his industry. I am not even gonna try and lie to tell you that this episode is slow paced by any means. This episode moves just about as fast as Jeff's business over the last several years. Jeff even says in the episode to slow the speed down just a little bit so you can take and soak all of it in. Do whatever you choose, whatever's comfortable for you. While you're listening, enjoy and rate and review the show while you're at it so that BTL can continue to grow and impact the growth of others. Enjoy the episode with Jeff Cohn. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brett, host of the BTL Born to Lead podcast. I've got Jeff Cohn from Omaha with me today. And Jeff, I'm super excited about you being here, dude. This is great. Let's go. I've been been tracking you ever since I found out you wear uh, Richardson snapback hats. Here we go. You know, born to lead. Do you have an intro song? Because Dana could probably create one for us. Born to be a lead. (laughs) I know I killed that. You you want to give us Dana to work on that? That, That's perfect. I'm one of the first people who's going to be a podcast guest with a side host that no one gets to see. It's like a ghost over my shoulder. And I do think you should participate. Oh, there it is. There, there's Dana. I like that. That was great. That was great. And he said he wasn't going to do any of that either. So, Brett, thank you for having me here today. I really hey. appreciate it. And, you know, my number one goal for anyone listening over the next 20, 25 minutes is that you don't waste your next 20, 25 minutes by listening. So if you see what I did there. I hope that we can bring massive value and create impact and influence in the lives of those that listen. And I am very confident that we can. I've been told that I talk fast enough that people should listen to me at a half one X speed and that when they do, I sound drunk. <laughs> so no joke, slow that down to a half X and listen. You'll have a good laugh. Oh, uh, it's perfect. No, we'll, we'll definitely bring some value, man. I, I want to, uh, the first question that I want to get into with you is with 
with how well known you are within the industry, and for those that don't know, Jeff is with uh, within the real estate industry, but he's got a number of entities that all fall under what he's been able to to create here uh, with within KW now, but previously with Berkshire. So where does the creativity come from, man? Yeah. You know, it's so funny, Brett, in your intro, that's so sweet of you to say, you know, I am, I, I serve as an influencer and I get a lot of great credit for that. And my whole goal has been to help people. We launched our podcast similar to you just to help create impact. Um, ours is a little bit older. We think we launched in like 15, 2015. We've hosted hundreds of guests, the team building podcast. And so one of the big reasons I started my own podcast is I was getting invited to be on two or three podcasts a week. And I started finding out that like the people that I was getting interviewed by weren't asking me the questions I wanted them to be asking me. And when I listen to podcasts, and this is probably similar to a lot of your listeners, when you listen to other podcasts, of course, not Brett's podcast, there's the person that's doing the podcast is interviewing someone that's super high level and you're super excited, but they're not asking the questions that you want them to ask because they're trying to keep it average. They're trying to serve 80% of their audience, not the 20%. And I always was in the 1%. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to interview all these same people. I'm just going to have my own podcast and I'm going to ask them self-serving questions. And there's probably other people out there that care to hear the exact same answers that I'm hearing. And my whole goal was to serve teams. I had nothing to do with individual agents. I don't want to have anything to do with individual agents. My entire focus is helping team leaders and business owners, broker owners, not sell real estate. So I'm kind of <laughs> flipping it all upside down and being like, wait a second. He has a podcast on real estate that tells people not to sell real estate. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's getting out of that groove and that mindset of just transaction, transaction, transaction right. every single time. I mean, it's, it is a business. There, yeah. There's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, it's teaching people to have a business, not own a job. And a lot of people that say they're real estate, they own their own real estate business. And I'll say, oh, that's great. How many houses did you sell this year? And they'll say, well, what do you mean? I'll be like, well, how many houses did you sell? 50. Cool. How many did your real estate business sell? 50? Mm. 50. Oh, well, if you sold a house and that is the only sale that your business had, then you own a job, not a business. So my whole focus has been to actually uh, plug into the MREA book, which I know a lot of your listeners are KW. So KW, KW speak, MREA, millionaire real estate agent, seventh level agent, doesn't sell real estate and makes a net million dollars a year. And I think there's less than 10 people in all of the 180,000 agents that actually have done that. Why? Why? Say what? What way? Do you know the movie reference? <laughs> oh, come on. No, I, I don't. Well, your guess will. Whoever knows where I'm, what I'm referencing, please put it out there. Yeah, put it out when you when you are here in the episode, post it on Facebooks and the Instagrams and even do a TikTok if you'd like, but let it let us know so that I can at least know so I can tell Jeff I know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> oh, you're missing out on a great part of life, Brett. A great part of life. So my answers will be kind of fun today and fluffy a little bit. And I love knowing I have a lot of KW people listening. Um, nothing I say is unattainable. Um, I've always first led with abundance and know that competition doesn't exist. We are our only competition. What you believe will come true. What you believe you're capable of can happen. So if you don't think you're capable of XYZ, you are not. And if you think you are, you are. So I really think that I subscribed to that mindset a long, long time ago. So in the beginning, um, 2006 is when I got licensed. I worked my ass off for six years, um, selling hundreds of houses, netting my last year, 350 grand, at 27 years old, paid off all my debt, bought a house, did all these amazing things that I thought would take me a lifetime to do. And in 2011, we launched our team, which has the fame to claim of being the fastest growing residential real estate team in history across all brokerage brands, going from 70 
<clears throat> transactions a year in 2011 to over 700 transactions a year, six years later. So for, we've done a total of like, I think they told us last like 5,400 transactions for a billion dollars in sales volume and all sorts of gross commission income. So um, I know my numbers pretty well. We can get into numbers a little bit today if you want to. But like I said, like the thing I'm passionate about is talking about teaching people to not own a job, learn how to create leverage. And most importantly, do it not for the money, but to help bless the lives of the people that are around you and give them opportunity that they never in a million years would have had, had it not been for you. And that was kind of the idea behind the podcast. And I think you asked me a question right in the beginning, kind of to this that pertains to this. And so I started launching my own podcast again to get the answers that I needed to accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish. You asked me where my uh, font of knowledge was. So it came from people just like you, like getting to spend time with anyone that's a thought leader, anyone that, you know, has ideas outside of the normal bubble. Um, those are the people I put, my, put myself in front of. And I tell people to this day, the difference between me and you are the books that you read, the people you meet, and the podcast you listen to. If you want to become a different person, do different things, listen to different content, watch different content, spend time with different people. And so I started to really challenge myself to be different. And like you referenced prior to us jumping on recording, I joined a lot of different uh, mastermind groups that were national, got out of my local bubble, got out of my brokerage bubble. So I was at Berkshire and I was like, you know what, I'm spending too much time with Berkshire agents. That only makes up, you know, one fifth of the agents in the country or whatever the number is. I don't even know, probably one twentieth. And so I started spending more time with agents across all brokerage brands. I know that's hard for Keller Williams agents to know, but there are other agents in the country. I think there's 1.7 million agents and there's only 200,000 at Keller Williams. So there's 1.5 million other agents you could talk to. Most of them aren't worth your time, but there are agents out there. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not worth our time. <laughs> Most of them, but there are seven or eight probably that would be worth sitting in front of and having an a intelligent conversation. But starting in 2014, I exited the real estate business of selling real estate and focused on helping other business entrepreneurs sell real estate to eventually not sell real estate. And so goes the, the snowball. But because I chose to step away, I got to make a decision. Do I want to sit by the pool and just soak up the sun eight hours a day and get skin cancer or just do that one hour a day and spend the other time building ancillary businesses that run parallel to the real estate transaction, making the agent an advisor role rather just an agent role, meaning they now can talk more about than just real estate. They can have conversations about insurance, mortgage, financial planning, and all sorts of other services that our office now provides. So I am now a proud owner of a mortgage company, a title company, insurance company, an investment company, a digital marketing company, a call center in the Philippines, a coaching company, the podcast, and the list goes on and on and on. But every business I created was it created with the intent to better serve the consumer. All those businesses run parallel to the transaction. And I know Gary talks a lot about the data play, right? So data is the commodity of the future. We have 400,000 names in our database in Omaha alone, 400,000. There's only 180,000 houses based on Wikipedia in the Omaha metro area. <laughs> so we have twice as many names as there are houses. And you think to yourself, if you have the data, what can you offer? Well, first they have to know you, like you trust you. How do you accomplish that? You have to get in front of them. How do you get in front of them? You create a podcast that's for the consumer. So we have podcasts for consumers. We have podcasts for agents. We have podcasts for the mortgage company, the title company, the insurance company. All those businesses have their own podcasts and their own distribution channels or mediums in which we can communicate with the consumer. Why? We want to get them to know us, like us, trust us. Why? So that we can offer products of value that they will take advantage of. So now that they're in my world, they bought a house, sold a house, referred a deal to us. We know they're probably not going to do that for another 10 years. How can I make money off of this relationship? How can I create value in this relationship? Money flows to the difference. So where am I going to put value? Well, does everyone have homeowner's insurance? If you own a home, you probably do. If you own a car, you probably do. 
every 12 months that insurance policy comes due. They have to decide to renew or they can switch and go to someone else. Well, why would I not at the 11th month mark for all 400,000 people send out an automated email? Hey, you're at your 11th month mark. Why don't you consider going somewhere else through property casually? This is just a secondary opinion so that you can compare and make sure that you're getting the best deal possible. Who wouldn't look at it? Of course, I'll look at it. It takes me two minutes. So that's the insurance play with everyone in our data. What do you think Gary Keller's doing, ladies and gentlemen? The exact same thing, just 1,000 times bigger yep. than my database right now. And that's why he built Command. Um, you see it. There's Keller Mortgage. I think there's Keller Insurance. There will be other products. And yep. we've built products. You, you see me in front of Oculus. I do not own Facebook yet. Um, I also do not own Oculus, but I do own Oculus goggles. So these are- yeah, those, those, those look like a lot of fun, man. These are the number one sought after gift this Christmas. So if you want to make your teenage child very happy, buy them instead of Oculus 2 Quest uh, goggles. These allow you to tour homes in six degrees of freedom. If you don't know what 6D is, look it up, but I will give you the in a nutshell version. Instead of the typical virtual reality you've seen where you look up, down, left, right, that's 3D technology. 6D now lets you traverse between the A's and B's. So where you used to go to each of the little bubbles in Matterport, you now can walk physically in a room and it will transport you every millimeter in which you traverse the space. You can also go up and down. So you could look under cabinets, look into closets and have the same sight line you would see in an actual existing home. So 6D is developed for non-existing homes that have 6D renders. So like you take a CAD blueprint and you incorporate all of the um, finishes, fixtures and equipment into a CAD blueprint that allows somebody touring a new construction home or that's designing their own home to actually get to see it and be inside the house that has never been built before. And then 3D tech like Matterport is the solution for virtual reality in existing space. And we've been using all this tech since 2017. We went all in. Um, it's funny, you mentioned you were at Family Reunion in February. I think that was February 14th. I don't know why they started it on Valentine's Day. That was weird. Uh, Dude, through the every year. They did every, every year. That's yeah, my wife, my wife loved that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I took her to Singapore though right afterwards. So, <laughs> which is weird, right? And then COVID hits. Awkward. Yeah. So February like 16th, whatever, Gary's like, hey, Jeff, you want to be on a panel tomorrow in front of 22,000 people? I'm like, yeah, let's go. And of course, I shared the panel with some amazing people. But when Gary chose to ask a very poignant question that I now have as a claim to fame, he said, in the next five years, if everyone in the audience were to do one thing in their business to stand out from the competition, what would you recommend they focus on? And I said, over the next five years, I recommend that every person in this room, independent of who they are, focuses their money, their time and attention into building a virtual option for every person or every activity that we once did physically. One month later, I think it was 40 days later, the country closed down and all of our business continued going in most places. There might be two or three that got shut down. But most places it continued going virtually. Yep. I could have never known there was going to be a pandemic. I think this has sped up the change into the virtual realm. It's gotten people way more comfortable, just like the interview we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. Everyone's used, used to Zoom now. I was using Zoom in 2017. I was using Matterport and virtual reality and all these things a long, long, long time ago. But now it's forced everyone to advance 10 years ahead of what I think we would have advanced. And was this all intentional? Is there a conspiracy theory that would say that, that you know, the government was involved in this to help advance technology faster? Jeff Code caused all of it, folks. Jeff uh -oh. caused all of it. Did the CIA just jump on this? Are we okay, Homeland? <laughs> Homeland Security. <laughs> you caused it. You did it all. Yes. Yeah. You know those buzzwords I say on my phone? Like, dude, the first time I knew that they were listening, I was with uh, some names that you guys probably know. Daniel Ramsey, Matt, Matty Aitchison, yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron Amukasagi, and Clint Bartler, my business partner. We're on a boat in Sacramento, California. 
and we're wakeboarding. And I hadn't wakeboarded in like 10 years. And, and we don't have lakes in Omaha. They're like ponds, farm ponds are really scary. So I say wakeboard, wakeboard, wakeboard. I never say wakeboard. My phone can see that I'm on a lake. I get out of the, the, the boat. I go into the car and I'm checking my texts and ads start popping up. Wakeboards. I'm like, I've never, ever, ever searched anything about wakeboards. Dude. That's this incredible. Crazy. So now to this day, if like the topic of the president comes up or any illegal shady stuff, I'm like, I'm like, don't say bomb three times or like nuclear. Or like I'm already on some list. I'm sure I'm like targeted. <laughs> so I don't know. We digress, Brett. This is my style. I hope everybody's enjoying up to this point. If you're still here listening, I have all sorts of free stuff to give you. Um, I'd ask that you join my podcast. It's the team building podcast. In addition to Brett's podcast, I think it'll bring a lot of value. You can sign up for the podcast and get a weekly email with a little write-up about the podcast and what to actually listen to and what to skip. You can get a free listing presentation, free buyer presentation, my business plan, all for free and all sorts of other fun stuff at growwithers.com. And if you want to feel special and you are a KW agent, you can go to ersloveskw.com. Ooh, good one. Exact same place. Growwithers.com. KW, ERSLovesKW.com. And then also, um, if you do see this, you can see my screen. It says at Jeff M. Cohn. That is my Instagram handle. Follow me. My goal is to get to 10,000 followers so I can post links. Still not there. I'm not special yet. I think once you get there, then you feel super special. Where are you at? Do you know, Brett? Uh, 10,000. Are you at 10? Are you talking about 10,000 yeah. per, per episode? Yeah. No, 10,000 followers on Instagram. So you can put links. Oh, on Instagram, man. I need to do a much better job. I don't, I don't really. I'm not huge on the social media stuff. I really should do a lot more with that. You know, you'll find you can impact influence more people. And like people yeah. will see cool stuff every day. Like today, my post on my Instagram page is actually, I don't even know if they posted it. You guys might be hearing this before it even happened. I just hit a million rows on my rower. So like, that's like a fun little fact. I'd be like, oh, cool. yeah, that's, that's great. Like, I didn't know he has a stationary rower and rows. Like he's a 300 pound dude. I didn't think he did that. You know what? It's really fun to do exercise where you don't have to think what you're doing and you can listen to a podcast or watch a show or listen to music. Oh yeah. Just take the motor functions away from you actually like, and you can actually get into that, that creativity yes. thought process and meditate. Oh, it's so good. Oh, nothing better. So good. Hit the hot tub afterwards for 20 minutes, shower and go to the office. Nothing's better. What, what is your, what is the day for Jeff look like? I mean, or at least like the morning, yeah. how do you start? How do you start yeah. your day? We were talking about this earlier. I slept in today till six. <laughs> um, I've been waking up. My goal is to wake up at 530, uh, hit the gym at six. I like to lift for 30 to 45 minutes heavy. Um, I've been breaking like all my records doing. It's awesome. I'm 39 and strongest I've ever been. Not the fastest I've ever been or the thinnest working on that as well. Um, I usually will incorporate some type of a cardio two to three times a week. So I've been playing a lot of squash twice a week at a gym in Omaha lifetime fitness here for an hour. For those that don't know squash, it's pretty awesome. It's like racquetball, but way better. And then um, I've, I do bicycling. I have stationary uh, rogue bike with the arms. And then I have the stationary row, uh, rower. And then I have um, an actual road bike, road, like a, a specialist road bike that I ride in the summer when it's nice. Um, and I always hot tub or steam. I, I have a shower at home that has a steam, steam in it. It's not as hot as the one at the gym. So I prefer steam at the gym. And then... Um, get ready to hit the office. And I usually will have appointments back to back all day long, just like all the crazy people listening between all the appointments. I'm like in the bathroom, checking my text messages and listening to my voicemails and yeah, zooming goal, away. Yep. Zooming your day away. Yep. My goal is to just go savage until about four or 5 PM. The days I do go to the office and then get home and have it all be done. But as we all know, it's not always done and I'm addicted to it. I love it. And I definitely 
respond to the endorphin response of completing tasks. Yeah. So my goal is always to have my email inbox empty before I go to bed. It has to be zero text message, zero voicemail, zero Facebook message. So I like, I have a lot of this stuff leveraged through other people. Um, for example, I have a call center in the Philippines. That's for like mostly lead generation uh, for investment property, thousand calls a day. And I have one full-time VA whose full-time job is to not full-time job, but one of the tasks that I send to them every time I get spam email, I'll go into Gmail and say spam, but then I'll also forward it to her and have her unsubscribe. But I'm not going to take the oh, nice. 45 seconds per email to go through, click on all the buttons. Why are you unsubscribing? Because you're garbage. Quit yeah. sending. And tell me, tell me more about leverage. How how do you recognize what you need, what you need to leverage, and when you need to leverage it? Yeah. So for me, a lot of it came down to dollar productive activity. So everyone that's listening right now, look at your income in 2020. What did you make? Let's say you made $100,000. Let's say you want to work a 40-hour work week. Who knows if you're being honest if you did, but let's say you do and you work 52 weeks out of the year, you're worth $50 an hour. So when you ask yourself, what should you leverage? The first thing I would recommend you leverage is anything that you can hire for less than what you're worth. Now, the thing that gets really interesting when you talk about mindset is you can choose what you're worth. Mm. You can say, I'm worth 500 an hour and I only want to work 20 hours a week. That's a $2 million a year income. But you just got to, you just have to bill at that. So like you look yeah. at a doctor, you know, take a plastic surgeon as an example. What, what, how much, how many hours are they actually in, you know, we're in surgery. They're probably making $5,000 an hour. Well, guess what? When I go on listing presentations today, I still go this year. I was 30,000 an hour on listing presentations. I did $20 million in sales. And all I did was a one hour listing presentation, like seven or eight times listed a few multi-million dollar houses and then turned it over to another agent to work it at for $50 an hour. I didn't even pay him a commission split. I kept hundred percent of the commission because I own the brokerage, let the agent go work it for 50 bucks an hour. What did the agent get out of it? Leads, sign calls off $3 million houses are pretty good leads to get. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other, other uh, intrinsic benefits of them choosing to work that at an hourly rate. Um, I see a lot of agents now doing a 70, 30 split with the rainmaker person who creates the lead, keeping 70%. So there's smarter ways to work. So back to your original question, when do you choose to leverage it? I'd also say when you don't like doing it, you typically won't do the thing you don't enjoy. Hey, so you procrastinated even more than anything else. You're going to push it back to be the last thing on your list yeah. and whoever gets to the last thing on their list, right? Yeah. So leverage the things you don't like, leverage the things that make you less money per hour, focus on the things that make you more money per hour and that you do enjoy doing, but always be willing to replace yourself. And if you never do, you'll, nothing will ever change. Always be willing to replace yourself because if you never do, nothing will ever change. Every year I fire myself. Every year since I've been in the business, I fired myself in some area. Jeff, you're fired from working buyers under 200,000. Jeff, you're fired from buyers under 500. Jeff, you're fired from buyers. Jeff, you're fired from listings under 100,000. Jeff, you're fired from listings under half a million. Jeff, you're fired from working the listing at all. You're just going to go on the listing presentation. And like, I have never stopped firing myself. So every year I look around and I'm like, what should I fire myself from? And I just fired myself. I was the CEO of Elite Real Estate Systems, which is our coaching arm. It's coached hundreds, if not thousands of real estate team leaders. It has hosted thousands of people at workshops. And this year I fired myself. I'm no longer CEO. Kevin McGowan took over that role. He's doing an amazing job. But I found that to have enough, to create enough space in my world to grow in the ways I wanted to grow, sometimes I have to take a step back to take a step forward and remove myself from certain roles. And sometimes that, com that comes along with the loss of certain things, relationships with people, um, income, risk. I think there's all different, these types of things. But what I've discovered, um, and this is a great life hack that I would like to leave with your listeners, is the bigger steps backwards you're willing to take, the bigger steps forward you provide yourself an opportunity to gain.
So the people that have accomplished the most have always taken the largest steps backwards. And I didn't know that until I've been surrounded by successful people. And you ask yourself, why is Gary Keller so successful? While in his early 20s doing great at a competing company, he chose to launch a brokerage. That's scary. He didn't need to launch a brokerage. He could have kept making tons of money and stayed where he was. Exactly where I was 12 months ago. 12 months ago, I had a team at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, which is less than 100 yards from the office I'm sitting in right now. We built our <laughs> right across the street. Thank you. From man. the new office you guys just built right across? 100 yards. Oh, perfect. 10,000 square foot hybrid tech powered office of the future. We grew 300% in the last 10 months. So when we launched KW Elite Brokerage, we had 30 agents. We're almost to 100 agents. We went from 2 million in gross commission um, to say over $6 million this year in gross commission income. Uh, volume, we went from about 110 million volume to $250 million in sales volume in not even one year, in a pandemic year, in an election year, when everyone bitches and moans and cries that, oh, 2020 is such a horrible year. I just grew my business the largest it's ever been. I started a digital marketing company yep. this year called Verly that's crushing. I also started a mortgage company this year that's crushing interest rates at an all-time low. So it's all based on perspective. Your world is as horrible as you tell yourself it is, and it's as great as you tell yourself it is. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. So you, you've got how many agents right now? hundred, you said? We're, we're at about 90. 90. So you're, you're about to, to hit that 100 mark. My goal was hundred by the end of this year. We want to get to about 150 to 200. And our whole focus isn't number one in Omaha. Our focus is number one across the country, but not in yeah. units or sales or volume. It's in creating impact influence in the lives of those that are in our world. So we want to help each agent make more money than they could ever dream. So my goal is three X for anyone that comes into our world. If you're making hundred grand a year, we'll teach you how to make 300. You're making 300, we'll make you 900. It's really up to each person, obviously, how far they want to go. And our goals are truly an aggregate total of all of our people's goals. So we don't have to take an arbitrary number. Today, we're going to hit a billion, blah, 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 blah. That's pointless. That's nonsensical. What we're going to do is look at every person's individual goal. And then that's going to be our aggregate total for our overall goal. And this is as a team or an individual or a brokerage or however big you want to scale. And then we're going to train the agents to be the best they can be. We're going to hold them accountable to being the best they can be. We're going to provide them the systems and software and tools to be the very best that they can be. And we're going to track everything. And you put all that together. Those are the, literally, that's how, what built our team to the number one team in the world in a short amount of time. And we did it pretty much most of it in Excel. We were just tracking everything in Excel. What, what makes you the type of leader that you are where you're able to get 90 people to follow within you and in your footsteps as you're progressing and they're going with you as yeah. long as well as not just those 90 people, but your other you know, entities that, that you're operating now too and running, yeah. what, what makes you that type of leader where people- I'm, I'm going to steal from a, a recent training from a good friend of mine and business partner, Paul Richardson. Paul is the reason we joined Keller Williams. He was the one that got an introduction uh, in front of Gary Keller. And we flew out three times to Austin, spent an entire day with Gary on three separate occasions in 2019. Paul was doing our um, stakeholder meeting this Tuesday and he was talking about the difference between charisma and character. And I thought that that was really interesting because there's a lot of people on podcasts, I call them hype people instead of hype man, hype people. The game runs so jacked and you're going to crush, you're going to kill it. And when you get into this person's world, there's a lot of coaches out there and people that have podcasts and you start to like really get down in the nitty gritty and ask them the questions that matter. They don't have answers. And so they get all this hype, but they don't have anything behind it. And in Texas, I think they say big hat, no cattle. There are a lot of agents out there. There are a lot of broker owners out there. There are a lot of people out there that are big hat, no cattle. They have the charisma and you think they're successful, but you're always kind of wondering. 
And what I found is it really comes down to character. Another word I like to use is integrity. Mm-hmm. Integrity is somebody that does what they say they're going to do. And I believe that over the last 15 years, everyone's always seen my charisma. And I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because they took me the wrong way because I am a big personality. I'm a big person. And I think now they're seeing, you know, you see the office got built and you see we were number one at Berkshire in the world and you're seeing all this success that's growing out of here. And they say, you know what, for as long as I maybe was against this person, uh, they're doing everything they said they ever would. And their focus is in their agents. And there's no other broker locally and most brokers nationally outside of KW and maybe a handful of other firms that truly put their agents at the center. They truly are protecting the agent's fiduciary responsibility and the commission that goes to that agent. And I think that that's just very, very attractive. And so agents are coming and more and more are coming. And a lot of brokerages are, I think, very nervous about it. I was told pretty much the month I I announced at FutureCon in 2019, there was a broker in our city that said that we were a sinking ship. And I laughed. 300% growth is more like a fleet of boats versus a sinking ship. And our fleet is only getting bigger. And we're going to take over not only Omaha, but the entire country in a very short amount of time through expansion across all the Keller Williams offices. So our intent is to place a certified advisor program, which is essentially a training program for any agent that's done less than 37 transactions. We want to partner with as many market centers as are interested. And market center will actually be a 50% partner with um, our KW Elite Hub LLC. And that hub's responsibility will be to generate leads, train those agents, hold them accountable, provide a productivity coach slash mentor to each agent inside of the CAPS program, and then also offer them contract to close transaction coordination services. And we're going to run the model for that CAP program in every office is to generate a million dollars of gross revenue, which is the same model, if anyone doesn't know this, that the market center is supposed to produce on average. And so we believe the CAP program will actually generate more revenue to each market center than the market center itself. And we're going to do all of it by serving the agent the way that every market center and traditional brokerage in America should have been treating the agent. And that'll make it so that instead of 19 out of 20 agents leaving the business, only one out of 20 agents will leave the business. No, that's the massive kind of impact that you, you as a leader have the ability to actually put into other people's worlds. Yeah. And that's what we're, that's what we've built. Keeping them. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Exactly what we built. And we have a hundred thousand dollar studio I'm in right now. And then like four feet away in our training room, it's a 70 person training room. That's another $50,000 studio to record all of our training. So all this content that people get all across the country, they're physically, you know, virtually physically inside the room with us. Mm -hmm. Um, We use Dana, who's actually in the room with me right now, who you got to hear from a couple of times today. Um, He's producing it like a movie, like a TV set, right? Changing angles and whoever's speaking across the whole room, you like, you feel like you're there. And then we interact with our YouTube, uh, sorry, our Zoom um, audience as well. So people that are speaking, it goes to speaker view and you're up on the screen. So when I'm doing dialogue training or someone has a question, it doesn't matter if you're here physically, locally or nationally in one of our expansion locations, everybody's there together. And that's the future. Even if you're just broadcasting from a single office and you don't have a coaching company, if yeah. you haven't already created that solution, which most people have because of COVID, you absolutely will need to. And it doesn't have to be super fancy as most yeah. have discovered. It can just be a laptop. Man, but when we can all hang out in that same room because we're wearing our Oculus goggles, that's that that'll be it. This is the future. That's it. <laughs> What's up, Brett? How you doing, bro? Virtual high five. Oh man, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's the future. Well, good stuff, man. Jeff, this is a blast. You're the just the the level of experience and insight that you've got. It, it definitely speaks volumes and you show up as being the guy that 
you know, everybody expects. It's not, you know, someone totally different that you don't practice what you preach. You're, yeah, appreciate that. you know, hold it up with integrity, man. That's it. I think that's it, man. I had never heard that before charisma and character, but, uh, you know, don't just be the person that's the hype person. Do the things you say you're going to do. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Answer the text message. Respond to the voicemail. If you personally don't want to do it because you're above that, which is fine, leverage someone else to do it. Train that person and hold them accountable so that everybody gets the right experience. Every client, every agent is getting treated the way that they should be. You are not so important that you can't be replaced. You are not so important that you can't be replaced. So today, I'm actually fired from all positions. My current role is operating partner and team leader of our expansion arm. So 2021 will be the year that we will go into as many offices as are interested in partnering with us. So if your market center wants to send me an email and is interested in launching the CAPS program and 50-50 partnering with us to provide your agents that are new to business, anyone that's less than 37 career deals, lead generation and mentorship and contract to close services and ancillary businesses like mortgage and insurance, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, and I'll share that with you right now. It's jeff at kwelite.com. If you send me an email for anything else, though, I'm going to come after you. Well, we'll send it to somebody else to unsubscribe from that. There you go. (laughs) Man, I'll I'll be sure, Jeff, to plug all that in the uh, in the show notes, as well as where they can find you on uh, on social media platforms and see if we can help get you to to 10,000 followers. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys jump on there and please follow me at Jeff M. Cohn. Also, iTunes, uh, go out. Brett, if you're not already on iTunes, I'm assuming you are. Go out and make sure you give a five-star review and give me a shout out. Also, the Team Building Podcast, please jump on there. We teach people to stop selling real estate and focus on expanding and scaling their businesses. I've hosted hundreds of guests, amazing guests that are out there uh, that we have interviews with. So I would encourage and invite anyone that found value in this and likes our style that they go out and check out the team building podcast as well. The sign actually that was behind me a little bit ago actually <laughs> fell on me. Unfortunately, Brett wasn't recording at the time because that would be a really fun blooper reel, but oh. I got injured today. Don't think that when you go to work, you can't get injured because you can. I'm going to go home literally bloody, sweaty, and teary. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's, that's just the world that we live in when we're hosting podcasts and we're guessing on podcasts. It can happen. My wife thinks I'm safe here. This is not a safe environment. Yeah. This is dangerous. You should see the lights and <laughs> all the things around me. Anything can happen. At Man, you should time. reach out to the guy that owns the building, probably. That's <laughs> exactly. exactly. Thanks, brother. This was awesome. I really am humbled for the opportunity. And I hope everyone listening got something out of this today. If you did, please give Brett a shout out. He's the person that put this together and makes this happen um, on his own dime. He's a thought leader and an influencer and you are inspiring people, Brett. So thank you for what you're doing and keep on doing it. I didn't get to give a shout out to Toys for Tots. Um, It's a ran, I believe, by the Marine Corps. We supported them this year in the office. There's a lot of kids at Christmas that don't get a toy, Um, certainly don't get what they want. So if you haven't already chosen how you're going to donate to an organization this Christmas or these ho- this holiday season to make an impact and difference in people's lives, go on to Google, look up Toys for Tots and find a place where you can just go buy some stuff at Costco or the Walmart or wherever, and you go deliver it to them and they'll make sure it gets in the hands of somebody that needs it um, and help bring some brightness and happiness to the lives of people that are really suffering right now. Man, that's great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. And in order for you guys to access some of the content that Jeff is graciously helping us and providing into the BTL toolbox, uh, you'll you'll find a place uh, in the show notes as well as on social media with BTL on how to contribute to Toys for Tots. So Jeff, thank you again, man. I really appreciate it.
Yeah, dude, for sure. Take it easy, Brett.